Hi, welcome to another episode of The Greenhouse Effect. I am your host, Lester Green, and boy, do I have a treat for you. She is an incredible human being. I met her on the set of a film that's in pre-production, or actually we're filming. It's called Lola 2. She is a retired paramedic firefighter. She is now a compliance COVID officer. And I met her on the set. Just a wonderful soul, great energy, great spirit. Karen Crowder, welcome to the show. It is an absolute pleasure to be in your presence. Karen. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank you so much for being on the Greenhouse Effect podcast. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Karen Crowder, so you mentioned that you're on your way to Publix and you talked about how you start your day early. What is it about starting your day early that just makes you feel so good? I don't mean necessarily that I feel so good. I just have to try to make the most of my day. I don't have like a lot of downtime just because of all the other obligations I have. So I have to get up early to start my day so I don't feel like I'm behind or I left something undone. Oh, okay. So when you say obligations, I know you're a COVID officer, right? Can you just break down what that is and what you do exactly? Yeah, yeah. I'm a COVID compliance officer. Uh, Now, you know, because of the pandemic, they created this position. It's a COVID compliance officer. And that is, they have a lot of guidelines um, how to keep everybody safe. So what I do when I'm working as a COVID compliance officer is I'm wherever I am, you know, whether it's uh, on a movie set, commercial shoot, whatever it is, I try and make sure that people are social distancing as much as possible. Sometimes it's not possible, depending on the conditions, the social distance. I make sure that they are wearing the mask properly. That is covering the nose and the mouth, not just over the mouth or under the chin. And that we're sanitizing. Uh, if for some reason I feel like we're not san- uh, they're not sanitizing their hands enough or washing hands enough, I personally go around and give them a squirt of hand sanitizer. I didn't see you sanitizing the last half hour, so here you go. Depending on where we are, it may be that a water fountain. I may decide to cover a water fountain so that no one use that and we do bottled waters instead of a water fountain. Uh, Any kind of safety issues, uh, just trying to make sure that everybody is safe. You know, it's it's tough. but So just have to keep a watchful eye out, making sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, you mentioned that you walking around and you give people some hand sanitizer. You did that a couple of days ago on the set of Lola 2, which yeah. directed by Antoine Allen. And when you did that, I thought you were just being friendly. I didn't realize that was part of your obligation. Well, here it is. Nothing written, there's nothing written that says hey, you got to go around and you have to give them hand sanitizer. That's what I do. Some, you know, depending on who it is, some people give out individual hand sanitizer. Some oh. people just, some people have hand, making sure like on sets that, uh, like on Lola too, that, you know, if you're over by crafty, got to make sure nobody's 
touching the craft except one person and that that person is sanitizing their hands. I look for all of that. So if I feel like me, and this is just what I do, if I feel like, hey, I haven't seen them sanitize their hands in a while, then I just walk around and when I give it to somebody, I just give it to everybody. Oh. Yeah, and I do it like, you know, like several times throughout the day um, just to make sure, just, just trying to be proactive. I love that. And so we met on the movie set of Lola 2, directed by Antoine Allen and produced by Monica Floyd. Right. And I just remember your energy being so upbeat and positive. Are you always like that or do you just sort of have to be a certain way when you're on set dealing with a lot of people? No, you know, I try and be, it's it's crazy because I, I try and be upbeat and I'm high energy all the time and anybody that knows me would tell you Karen is high energy that girl she is and I am but I've always been like that I've just always tried to be pleasant no matter no matter who I meet where I am I don't care if you're from you know New York or LA or Georgia like myself you know I'm a Georgia girl that's what we do I was brought up that you always be nice to people no matter who they are Yes, I just I, I just try to be friendly. When you come onto a movie set like Lola, and Lola too has been, I have really enjoyed it. Everybody is nice, you know. Everybody kind of seem to vibe real good together, have good working relationships. They, I can see the crew helping out. You know, it doesn't matter if Grip needs a hand. Somebody from. Um, when you're trying to set up in the morning, somebody might be from wardrobe. They might help load in the crafty. And so I like that. And then when you can work on a set like that, uh, like Lola 2, and everybody's kind of vibing, it makes it real easy to be nice and upbeat. It's like, good morning. I'm looking forward to coming in here. Who is going to, Lester Green is going to come in today. You know, who are you driving the set today? Like, oh, there's Lester. You know, he's coming in. Yeah. Bring, you know, he's bringing one of the, uh, lead people to Lola too. Even the people that's playing in the movie have all just been real nice and humble and you know, real easy to talk to. It wasn't like uh, because uh, Tasha Simpson you know, because she is the lead person in the movie, she's still always she's happy. She's so she's humble always, and down yeah, to earth. Yeah, yeah, she's so down to earth and so it makes it easy for me to be upbeat and happy like, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? So it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. What I love about being on movie sets is that everybody plays a role. And sometimes people don't realize how much goes into making a movie. So I wanted to ask you, before you got into your field of being a compliance officer, dealing with COVID-19 and administering those tests, what were you doing before that? I am actually... um... I am. Re- I retired in 2014. I did 25 years with DeKalb County as a paramedic firefighter. So I wasn't always a firefighter. I was a wow. paramedic. I was a paramedic, and then uh, the county merged their the they merged the rescue and the fire department. So I had to cross train to be a firefighter as well. So and I retired from there in 2014, and so I started just for something to do. Um, I just started being a medic on movie sets. And I'm also a medic, too, uh, on some sets. Um, it just depends on the set and what their needs are. 
So I started just doing it kind of part time, just for extra spending money. You know, me and my girlfriend take a trip. I already, you know, I have my money for that, and so that's how I started doing that. Wow, I have to ask you this because growing up, I always wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> I don't know why, but what was it about that profession that made you say, "Yeah, I want to be a firefighter"? Nothing, absolutely nothing, because, like I said. They made me, my job, DeKalb County, they merged the rescue department with the fire department. And they made me cross-train. So I, I'll be real honest with you, firefighting was not, that's not what I intended to be. Oh. I always, yeah, because I always thought it was something wrong that with something's burning, you going toward it instead of away from it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I, but, but because of my job, I had to cross-train. And in all honesty, I didn't do a whole a whole bunch of firefighting. I had the certification, but I was lucky enough that because by the time I cross-trained to be a firefighter, by that time I had been with the county for so long, I had like seniority or somebody else came, I put them on the the engine and I would get on the ambulance. The ambulance is where I started out and that was my love to be able to help people. And firefighting, you actually help people too and protect property and lives as well. But I like being a medic. I like attending to people. And um, that was my first love. Okay. So speaking of your first love is being a medic and driving the ambulance. Did you have any close calls? Were you the driver? Because those drivers have to really be skilled to maneuver <laughs> in and out of traffic. And oh, yeah. Go through we, lights. Yeah. we. Um, and you're trained when you when you go through that and so we don't we don't have what you say a driver and then the medic mm-hmm. you do both jobs so some days i would drive and depending on who my partner was some days i would ride on what we call the seat the person that's you know riding on the passenger seat that gets in the back with their patients i did that for most of my time but that was my choice but most most partners you switch if i drive today then my partner drives the next time you know when we swap off okay yeah, but they train you. You go through classes as far as emergency vehicle operation course. You go through a, a course early on when you start. And, you know, so you just have to learn to kind of maneuver with it. And you know in Atlanta, it's crazy, some of the traffic. But Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was yeah. telling somebody that, well, I used to live in New York City. And when I moved here to Atlanta, it's a different type of driving. I don't know <laughs> what they're on but these people drive really fast they'll be on top of you even if you're in the slow lane i don't get it yeah it's it's crazy and so you know doing my job you you just had to be real careful and the good thing was you had a partner riding beside you if you were driving that they help you look out for traffic okay yeah it's clear over here on the right and so you always it was always good to have an extra set of eyes to help you watch that traffic trying to maneuver through so Got it. Okay, so earlier you mentioned that you're everything Atlanta. So what is it about Atlanta that you just love? I love. I do love Atlanta. I live out in Conyers, which mm-hmm. is you know outside of it, the city of Atlanta. Okay. And I've been in the Conyers for about twenty six years. Prior to that, I was over in uh, in Decatur, but I was actually I'm actually from southwest georgia a little small town down in southwest georgia uh cuthbert georgia and so i was raised i I came to atlanta when i was 10 years old so i've been in atlanta for about 48 years now but um i like this i like the feel of 
most people now, you most people now, just generally speaking, the people are nice. They they, they don't seem to be as rude as some of your northerners. <laughs> right. You know, I find that a lot of northerners are real. They're just real blunt. You know, they just real. They are. You know, they're just short. Like, uh, short, yeah. It's like <laughs> short, snappy, and. I'm like, hey, where'd that come from? I said, good morning. Or, you know, they walk mm-hmm. past you and they bump into you barely and, and excuse me. Whereas Southerners here in the South, you know, I feel like we're just more hospitable down here in the South. You know, it's like, hey, good morning. Whether, you know, if I don't know you, that's fine. But it still doesn't hurt to say good morning. I just, and I like it. It's not like where I live now. I'm in Congress, we're outside of Atlanta. So it's a, it's smaller. Uh, not you don't have near the traffic that you have, you know, in some of your other cities, and and I feel more comfortable moving around, you know, go just going about my day doing stuff because I am in a smaller place. So I just I love everything Georgia. I do. I like that I can go out and pick my fruit out in the fields or up in the vines like muscadines, and because I'm a country girl, I'm a country girl at heart. So I I like to be able to go to the strawberry patch, you know, during strawberry season and bend over and pick my own strawberries. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I like Love it. nature. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you one last question, just in terms of the next chapter for Karen Crowder. What do you see your next thing being? What are some of your dreams? What's that ultimate goal that you're pursuing and that you'd love to just accomplish you know, I, I never really, I never really thought about it. I just kind of take life for how it comes, and you know, I just almost feel like whatever God has for me is just gonna be there. You know, and that time it will be right when it's the time for whatever that is. You know, I will continue uh, to go do like movie sets, either be a medic. You know, I'll do that, and I don't do that all the time. Just sometimes when somebody calls me up, I enjoy that. Um, I would like to do some travels. I got a girlfriend leaving today for uh, Hawaii. And I would, you know, that's one of my little dream vacations is to go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So I'll do some, try and do some stuff like that. But I don't try, I don't set like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, goals and I don't like say, oh, uh, my, my biggest dream is to do this because I just kind of take it for how it's coming. Stuff is just seems to fall into place for me and so i just trust that when it's that time for whatever it is it's just gonna fall into place you know and i'll be there to receive it absolutely absolutely i love that and i just wanted to add one more thing i really love your energy i love your spirit karen thank you so much for being here on the greenhouse effect it has been a pleasure thank you i i appreciate you asking me this is great thank you no, thank you, and have a great day. I know you have to go to public, so I don't want to interrupt <laughs> that flow, so I'll let you go. But again, thank you for being here. Okay, I'm going to go get me some plums. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're awesome. Thank you, Karen. Have a great thank day. You. All right, thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to The Greenhouse Effect. You have now been affected. Peace.